Were you at the game on Saturday? Did you feel the excitement with the Elks Stamps Labor Day rematch that did, we won? Did you leave early? Did <laughs> Did you leave early, Reed? I hope not. No, never leave early. Never leave early. Reed Wilkins here, of course, to discuss that win. Uh, so a much better outcome for our Elks. This did you weekend. hear Morley at the end of the game? No. <laughs> Dean Faithful will wait for the ball to be pinned by Jake Julian after the snap from Peter Adji. Ball is down. Kick is up. Dummy good. That was probably the biggest <laughs> biggest moment of my career, to be honest. I, I've never hit a game winner. Uh, in football, and so that was my first game winner, and yeah, I'm over the moon. That's great. It's jolly That's good. Great. That's great. I, I asked Morley, I talked to him this afternoon on the phone, and I said, was that spur of the moment, or were you sitting on that one? He said, I, I was sitting on that one. He goes, I, I, he said he asked Faithful for some British phases, phrases earlier in the year, <laughs> and I mean, we know jolly good, but he said jolly good was the first one that Faithful came up with. It's apropos. So that, was, uh, that was a nice touch for a very exciting moment. What did it feel like in the in the stands at Commonwealth this weekend, Reid? You know, it was, uh, I was certainly really excited. Um, as, as we have talked about, I, I go to the games with my mom and dad, and it was just, you know, it was special to be there with them. It was my dad's birthday weekend, and and uh, it was just special to be there with them, and after all the losses there since the middle of 20, or October 2019, I guess, Dowdo won two in a row at home. And in that fashion, <laughs> it was, because it was pretty bleak. I mean, it, they didn't, it was kind of weird, both these games, the team that played better for the majority of the game lost. I mean, the Elks lost last Monday, outplayed Calgary most of the game on Labor Day, and then Saturday, I mean, Calgary appeared to have control up 23-7, and then, and then the Elks got it going. So I just think it's encouraging. The, the playoffs and all that, it's still very unlikely they'll get in. I mean, they virtually can't lose a game, and they got some really tough teams still to play. But just that after how dismal it was offensively for the first eight games of the year, you know, shut out twice, couldn't even move the ball mm-hmm. a lot of games, that they would need points and get points. Like, actually, you know, if I, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll talk more about it on my show tonight. I mean, I've the, the pass interference call, that helped them you know that's kind of the one that i've complained about the nature of those being called but it was nice to have one go their way so it, it was good but I, I i wasn't joking like they had a third down gamble with about a minute 40 left and didn't get it and i wouldn't say a lot of people left but uh, probably you know the the section we're in and the couple adjacent sections you know probably 10 to 15 people decided that was it now maybe they went up to the top and watched and were just like okay let's just see what what happens but uh, <laughs> i wonder how many people were still walking to their cars even or just getting in their cars <laughs> when when the jolly good kick went in and never give up Never, never give up the the faith that they're going to be able to. Yeah, well, and that's the through. thing. Now, hopefully, that's what's changing with Ford and the different coordinator and and some confidence that. Yeah, you never know. You might you might be able to score. Well, whatever they scored, 18 points in a quarter, you know, and actually figure it out. So you're going to be discussing this, obviously, a little bit later on in Inside Sports. Well, we'll sure catch up and so. we'll, we'll be checking in about the Elks and that win over the course yeah, of the afternoon. Yeah, Morley's got the Elks this week tonight. You also were talking, uh, you were at uh, an event that was held well, I was all over today. the place today. Uh, yeah, so the Edmonton Oilers uh, Players Charity Championship Golf Tournament, uh, they were discussing this today. It was. Today. Uh, this, is, uh, th- th- this is great. So it's, it's benefiting a couple of uh, organizations today, the Ben Stelter Foundation, 
Foundation mm -hmm. and Kids with Cancer Society. So very important. So this was, uh, I think they were going to tee off around one uh, at the Royal Mayfair. So like like a huge fundraiser and Mike Stelter was there, Ben's Ben's dad, uh, Leah was there as well. And Mike just commented on seeing Ben's lasting impact. Yeah, it's been really special, especially a year later, um, just to see the amount of support that we still have from the Edmonton Weathers Community Foundation, the community in general, uh, has been huge. It's, it's really special. It's special to see that Ben made the friendship with uh, the team and the organization. Nothing was ever for show, so it's, it's really cool. Well, yeah, it's it's not just for show. This isn't just say, oh, hey, let's you know publicly get behind this. For but sure. but there, I mean, there's a lot of work, and and I can tell you, uh, there are plenty of occasions throughout the season at Rogers Place. We we do our our interviews, our our podium questions to Jay Woodcroft after practice in the Hall of Fame room. There are plenty of days throughout the season where you know we're asked like, hey guys, can you make sure you clear out quickly because a player's coming out to meet a family or is going to sign a jersey for a family. And I, I remember for some reason I, I I was there when Oscar Clefbaum was still was still around. You know, he, he came out after practice, spent time with a family, you know, signed autographs. So a lot of things happen. You know, obviously Ben's journey became very public, but mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that, that go on behind the scenes that I think the team and the players do. And, and Craig Simpson is the vice chair of the EOCF, and he recalls his charitable work as a player. I got traded here as a 20-year-old in my third year in the league, didn't know anybody. And within the first week, I had uh, a charity that I was designated to. At the time, it was muscular dystrophy, and it uh, gave you an opportunity to understand what the community is all about. And I think I see it in the players and how they react to giving their time within the community. It connects you. I think it is uh, one of the real hallmarks of this organization that everybody uh, had a responsibility to, to become a part of the community. And, you know, for me personally, it became then Skit Spinal Cord Injury Treatment Centre Society, and I just had our 35th anniversary tournament. So, uh, you know, that tie to the community, I think, is what uh, is something that this organization and the Edmonton Community Foundation is really proud of. Which you love to see because uh, the Oilers, the players, the whole organization, I mean, they're kings in this city and that kind of impact just goes such a long way. It's so profound. We'll touch a little bit more on this as the afternoon goes on.